my name is, I guess I'll begin with introductions. For those who do not know me, my name is uh, Jonathan. I'm one of the board members here at this church, and I'm part of a, uh, a teaching team. So uh, my mom is uh, the senior pastor here, and uh, along with her, we have other uh, three other people that also bring, uh, well, apart from myself, that bring the word occasionally. So this is one of those days. And if you've been with us for the last um, couple weeks, we've been um, on this series and it's about who I am, and it's, this is about being an ambassador, and that's who we are for the kingdom of God. We are ambassadors for his kingdom, so we're just going to elaborate on that a little more today. But before we begin, um, those who online, if you have not seen those messages, I encourage you to go back to, uh, I think the, uh, the first one begins with Doug, and then uh, Erica pr- uh, preached last week. And it's all on this topic of being an ambassador for Christ. So um, in our case, as Christ ambassadors and disciples, we have established in the last two weeks that we are selected and sent by God. So we learned in Doug's message a few weeks ago that an ambassador is a representative of the values and culture of a country that, that sends them. So they are temporarily in a foreign land representing the entity that sent them. And just, just like that, we are ambassadors for the kingdom of God. Because once we, we accept uh, Jesus as our Lord and, and Savior, we are, we are given new titles. We are, we are a child of God. We, we come from another kingdom. Our, the, the kingdom is not of, of this earth. This is temporary. We're thinking on the eternal here. And really, that's what we are aspiring for you to understand, is that uh, to, to look beyond the temporary things to the eternal things. And uh, through Christ Jesus, we have our home with him in heaven. But we are not there yet, so we have a mission here on this earth. There's people all around us who are hurting. There's people all around us who need Jesus, who are in pain, who are struggling, who are going through all kinds of stuff at this very moment. And I think a lot of you know these people who are hurting around you. you know, and we are called to be ambassadors in their lives, and we are called to represent Christ in the lives of the people around us. So um, it works like this. In the scriptures, we are told that we are children of God living on earth, only temporary, temporarily until a day when we will finish the race set before us and retain, return to our true home in heaven. So with that in mind, how has God sent you as a representative in our community? So let's just, sometimes it's, it's good to just examine our lives and Ask ourselves, how am I representing God in the daily, on the daily? So when, when, I'm, when I'm not at church, how am I represent, representing God in my home? How am I representing God at my workplace? And how am I representing God in our community, amongst friends, whatever it may be? Ask the question, how are we representing God? Because I think throughout the years, and it's been said of Christians often, when you look at, um, just for example, um, Mahatma uh, Gandhi, whenever missionaries went to his country, you know, this is what Gandhi had to say, like, I like your Christ, but I don't like your Christians. That's like an ouch moment. And now you hear those kind of things today, because unfortunately, people are not always the best representatives of God. And this is, you know, this is, uh, like I say this in a sense of urgency, because it's very important, especially in the days that we live in, uh, with all kinds of turmoil and chaos going on around the world. And we do not know uh, when Jesus will return, but we know that he will return, right? And we're not to, to stand idly by and just let people perish around us. I think 
God has given us a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us, and he intends to use us to touch the lives of others around us. And he invites us to his work. It's not us trying to figure things out. It's not us trying to make our own plans to serve the Lord. No, God invites us to his work that's already at play around us. He and he and those who have been in this church understand that there's a lot of things, a lot of open doors uh, that God has pushed, uh, brought us to, but there's also some open doors that we try to open ourselves and nothing came of it, right? It has to be God. It has to be his spirit in control of these things. And with the Lord, you can't go wrong. He knows what's right. He knows what's best for each and every one of us. So I have this quote here in the next slide by J. Arthur Lewis, and this goes a little like this. Do you ever sit down and wonder what is wrong with the world? Do you ever ask yourself why it is that Christians seem to have so little influence, why they seem to achieve so little for all their numbers in putting the world right? Do each of those questions, to each of those questions, there is ultimately one answer. It is this, we lack the mind of Christ. This is very important why, uh, to, to know who we are in God, to, to read our word, to know who God is, first, first off, and also to know who we are in Christ, right? So God sends us to specific places like we heard uh, Erica speak of uh, last week. There's always a reason and a purpose to where you have been placed. There's an eternal intentionality about our lives from God's perspective. And we are who we are where we are with what we have to work with in kingdom terms as his representatives on earth. So God has not left us without provision. This is the next step. We are promised that he will provide for all our needs according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. We have this saying in our business, I will always have all I need to do all God asks. But today, do we truly believe that? Because some of us, we might say it, but we, not, we might not act as if we do or walk in what God has given us. And I've, I've fallen short. I've, been, I've said these things and not walked in it before. And uh, so I always seek to rectify that. Uh, the simple motto has profound theological as well as practical implications. First, it assumes that God has a specific plan for our lives, which he does. And uh, scriptures tells us that our performance will be evaluated at some point after the race that has been set before us. Um, so there will be consequences of gain or loss. We don't know what those consequences will be, but there will be some. Uh, but we do not know, and, but we know that God is just, that he is fair. It would be unjust if he asked us to do something and didn't provide what we needed to do it and then expected us to be accountable for it. He has given us what we need. We just need to hold on to that. We need, just need to believe and stand in, uh, in what God has given us and walk in it, right? We're not, again, we're not, um, we're not meant to hide the light that is within us. We're not uh, to, meant to walk in shame. It's not just for us. It's for others, all right? So here then are three vitally important issues. In the next slide here, um, wait, did I, I did skip over that, yes. Actually, I mixed up one of those slides. Yeah, this is the one here. <laughs> so uh, firstly, that the commission is grounded in the scriptures, number one. Number two, secondly, that the gospel is proclaimed in his name. And thirdly, that it is empowered by 
his spirit. All those three will help us to be the, the ambassadors that we have called, uh, been called to be. It is the promised spirit which now claims our attention. Now, the essence of the promise is seen in that it comes from a long way back in history. To, faith, uh, to, to faithful Abraham, it came uh, in his first great meeting with God. In thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And Abraham, the grandfather of Jacob, Israel, uh, was the father not only of, uh, of Israel believers, but also of us today. Even though it was way back in the history, we were still part of that lineage. Right, because of the sacrifice and, and what Jesus has done on the cross for us. Right, so the message contained in these words, which are, um, are sent on, so this is where Second uh, Corinthians 5.20 uh, 5, comes into play here. Um, it says this here, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Uh, that is the wrong verse. <laughs> it's the uh, it was the Second Corinthians five twenty. This that's the one here. Yes. All right. Let's read that again. Okay. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. Uh, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, as Paul writes in this letter. So when Christ came into this world, he was an ambassador of God. He is the great messenger that came not to do his own will, but the will of the Father. And just like us, we are to do the same thing. Christ has given us uh, a mission. Before he ascended up to heaven, he came to his disciples and said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And so they were ambassadors for Christ. And that's precisely what the disciples did. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what other disciples, uh, as ourselves, should do also, you know, and it's not, uh, it's going to look a little different from what the disciples have done, obviously, but uh, we'll get to that a little later here. So learn from this how we should preach and how you should hear. We do not come in our own name, but in Christ's name. We are to do as the disciples did when they received the bread from Christ. We are to receive our message from Jesus and give it to others for them to know. Observe we are to speak with authority just as Jesus did when he walked this earth, and just as the disciples did. They walked in Christ's authority, and that same authority is in you, uh, you and I today. We all have that same authority. If you have made the decision for Christ, you, we, we have that authority in us. And a lot of people won't like what we have to say, just as they didn't like what Jesus had to say, just as they didn't like what the disciples had to say. But you just have to know that they're not, they're not quarreling with your words. They're, they're quarreling if they were to observe and, and, and examine their own hearts, they're quarreling with Jesus, with the truth. That is their contention, because that's what the truth does. It exposes who we are, right? And we have to, we have to come to the reality that, okay, we are, and we have to admit that we are not right. Like, it's, it's hard to admit because we don't want to be wrong. Am I, am I right? We don't like to be wrong. <laughs> so admitting... Uh, admitting that you are wrong is hard to do as a human being because we think we're always right. Uh, but, I mean, once you begin to understand this, and truly, I mean, out of all the decisions and the directions that I brought myself, I have brought nothing but destruction into my own life. So <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously going to admit that God has what's right for me, and even just 
just to taste and see. Once you begin to trust him and you see that he is, his intentions are good for me, you, like you'll understand. I mean, <laughs> um, you'll be able to understand. So before we can do these things, um, we need his spirit. Before we can be ambassadors, we obviously need to be empowered by his spirit. Right? So before you embark on any journey, you bring provisions. For us, as the Christian, Jesus is our provision. Christ has provided, again, for us all that we need for this journey, wherever, wherever it may take us. So to attempt to spread the message of God without the Spirit of God is futile. Satan has entrenched his position in the lives of those who are in this world and under his sway. He scorns those who attempt to dislodge him in their own power. The endowment of the promise is, there, uh, is therefore essential. If we are controlled by the Spirit, be endued and filled with the Spirit. The fullness of the Spirit was the supreme condition for usefulness in the early church, and time has not um, altered God's pattern. That's still God's plan today. Just as uh, the disciples walked with authority, they walked with the Spirit of God, we are to walk in that same authority and spirit today to affect the lives around us. We can't do it on our own. Who has ever tried to do good on their own and it didn't work out exactly as planned? <laughs> but when it's God's plan, it doesn't fail. God, God's plans do not fail, right? So this is why we need to hold on to, um, to his truth and be empowered by his spirit and just fervently and, and, and persevering and seeking his ways, right? So... Here in, uh, let's take a look at 2 Corinthians 5.1. This is where this comes in here. So, for we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, but in eternal, uh, uh, eternally, eternal in the heavens. So here, first talks about our earthly bodies, which are temporary. The word house here refers uh, doubtlessly to to the body in this context as the dwelling place of our mind and soul. So this body is not a permanent dwelling. Paul here is trying to get us to focus on our, on our eternity here because we're going to be given new bodies. Don't focus. We tend to focus on all the things around us and our own bodies. And, and it's, it, when it's completely out of our control to begin with, but we also have the promise of a new body, but we also have the promise of everything that we need for, for what we are given to do now. So we don't have to worry about these things. So focus on the eternal rather than focusing on the temporary because when we tend to focus on the things around us, we tend to sway off path. We tend to sway off course. But when, when you hold on to eternity and you focus on Christ and only him and his voice, we, we are going to be like the anchor in like a sea of chaos. We're not going to be moved by the things around us, right? So to continue in uh, 17 and 21, the next slide here. Therefore, if anyone, is in, uh, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not in, in putting their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. 
For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So therefore, we must understand that uh, and believe that we are new creations. We have a new identity in Jesus. So if we were to take the time and just and um, let it sink in, we belong to Christ's family. We have been given a new name. Like we're, we're literally, we, ha- we have his name, Christian. Christ is in Christian. We have his name. And with that comes a new identity. Now it's our on, on this earth, we're not going to get it right away. This is why we need to know God and, and study his word to see what this identity is. Because unless we do that, we won't know. And we won't walk in the authority and, and the gifts and everything that God has given us. All right, so God wants you to know what this means because it will anchor you, uh, your Christian walk, and give you inner strength, freedom, and confidence and clear direction to be the ambassador that you have been called to be. So it's essential that we find our identity in what God declares about us in his word. So here, uh, let's just make a personal proclamation. Uh, so I can tr- encourage you to like continue on this list. We have a few things named here. Um, uh, the next, if you click again, Jason. There you go. I am a child of God. I am a conqueror through him. I am an ambassador for Christ. I am his witness. And the list goes on. Personally, we should, like when we study his word and and we we spend time with him, there's always something new that we learn about God, and there's always something new we learn about who he says about us, right? And these are promises that we we can hold on to for this life. And also, it will help us to be that witness that God has called us to be, because God wants all of us to be his witnesses and ambassadors for him. So each of us has a special role in his kingdom. Perhaps we are called to be a Barnabas, an encourager, or a Timothy who faithfully serves and learns under an older servant of God, or Stephen who is uh, fearless, a fearless witness. And I'll just give you like an example too. Um, just, uh, just on this last vacation, even though it was a vacation, I mean, I'm still a representative on this vacation. I don't take a break from my ambassadorship, all right? I don't take breaks. We don't take, there's no part-time, uh, there's no part-time disciples. <laughs> we're full-time all the time. So, like, not only were we, uh, did we get a chance to just be a light in, in the midst of our family, and there's a lot of darkness there, and there's, it has, it's been a few years since I've seen them, but I, I always remember how dark it was just being around them, and this time around was different, as my mom was saying on, uh, at the Bible study on Thursday, and just uh, being able to talk with them on a different level, on a deeper level, and just uh, just a lot more openness there because uh, because of the brokenness that they have been through, and it was a lot easier to be uh, that light in the midst of that. Um, also, I've had like two two separate opportunities where I got to reconnect with old friends who are going through like a hard time. Uh, one, I mean, his uh, his wife is dealing with cancer, uh, brain cancer, and it's not uh, not the good kind. Um, and uh, he's been in and out of uh, drugs and addiction, and he's going through a hard time. So I, I just, it was an amazing opportunity, even though I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to have this conversation. This was just a time where God opened my eyes, okay, this is what I need you to do. So God used me uh, to encourage uh, my brother. His name is Josue, so if you can, if you think of keeping him in, in your prayers 
that'd be awesome. Um, I'll be connecting with him a lot. But God gives us these opportunities where we, we can encourage. It's not just to one person. We'll, we'll, we, can, we can work and we can be a Barnabas, we can be a Timothy, we can be all these things. Uh, but obviously it's, it's going to happen at different times and we don't control. Like I said, I didn't expect to meet two people on vacation that I got to encourage. You know, God sent these people to me so that I can encourage them. And God gave me exactly what I needed uh, for me to encourage them. So it's just, it just, it comes and it's not on my timing. It's not when I wanted it to happen, but it was when God wanted it to happen. Right? So here we have, um, see, just going a little bit back to um, Erica's message that she shared last week. So the mystery of the gospel might be paraphrased as this Christ in us, as us through us, to others around us. Jesus never calls a part-time disciple. Every Christ follower is a full-time ambassador. Our ambassadorship is smack in the middle of our everyday lives in a circle of relationships that we naturally have. Our location, geography, and opportunity may be tiny or huge, but that, those things don't matter to God. God's given you something. What matters to him is our faithfulness towards that task that God has given us. Right. So wherever we are placed... Um, whether it be in our homes, whether it be in our workplace or in the community somewhere volunteering, okay, what is God asking me to do? And it's it, because we tend to, because a lot of us, and I'll be honest, whenever I'm not a good representative of God, is because I'm thinking about myself, right? And it's when we think about ourselves, we, we don't see the need, we see, see the needs around us. And we, we can't be used by God when we're thinking, when we're thinking uh, with, with our fleshly nature, we have to put on Christ on, it, on the daily. You know, wherever, whatever situation we go, we go into, we got to, okay, God, what do you want me to do here? Uh, what, what do you want me to do? If it's service, it's service. If it's saying something to someone, leave me. It's just, we got to be more intentional in thinking about these things because we tend to think about us a lot. Like, throughout the day, if I were to be honest, I, I mean, a lot of it is about me. <laughs> so everywhere I go, it's about me. But I, it's just, it's really relearning, repractice, like just putting into practice new habits and reg- less, less of me, less flesh, and more of the spirit. And it's more putting that into practice uh, that will make the difference not only in our lives. It's going to be not only our benefit, but it's going to benefit other people around us, right? So... It's not, uh, okay, so he picks those and gives us all we need to serve as ambassadors in the opportunities we have. So God may call many to faraway places, however, by far the most, uh, the most of, for, for most of us, he calls to minister uh, his love and model his rights, uh, his, his ways, where we have been planted already as home, work, and community. So when we study the lives of those in the Bible whom God called for specific purposes, we often find that many gain clarity in regards to their identity and mission while going through trials and wildernesses. So it's, it's, not, it's not unknown that we will go through difficulties, but there's always something to be learned in those difficulties. When you look at, when you read the Bible, I mean, it's full of people going through difficulties and trials, but out of that, they... they their identity in, in, um, in God was solidified. Through that, uh, they were able to affect 
um, the lives of others around them. You look at, you know, from the very beginning, from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you read these individual stories, you'll see that they have been through tremendous battles, through dif tremendous difficulties. But through all that, they came out with a great understanding, a greater love of God. They walked in an authority because they chose to obey God's word rather than obey their flesh. They didn't always do it perfectly, but ultimately they chose God over themselves. So none of us look forward to facing difficulties, lonelinesses, uh, misunderstandings, problems, and accusations. All these can present real wilderness experiences. I want to encourage you not to let these, uh, these times be an end of themselves, in, an, uh, in, in, them, in, in themselves, but to find in them who you are in God's plan. Now, being aware of who we are in God's kingdom is important for our stability on this journey. Every day, Jesus encountered people who publicly declared that he couldn't be the Messiah. Even his closest followers at times uh, questioned his identity. But how did he ignore all the voices that came his, his direction? He, he just listened to the one voice, the voice of the Father. And we, we, as Christians, we need to follow that example. We need to listen to the one voice. All the other voices will cause us to uh, cause all kinds of problems. They'll cause all kinds of uh, uncertainties, worry, all kinds of things to come in. We just need to listen to the one voice, just as Jesus did here. He listened to the voice of the Father. And uh, we must follow the footsteps of our Lord. We, too, must refuse to give in to the voices of our mind and emotions and whatever negative things come our way. So uh, instead, we must confess, believe, and act upon the identity Jesus gave us in his words and the calling of God upon our lives. This, this will lay a strong foundation for our life and service to God and set us free to live freely for Christ. So whose voice will you believe today? Will you believe the voices that are around you? And to be honest, they're numerous, there's a lot of voices, but that the most, the, the most powerful voice in the universe is God. It's the very, very voice that spoke in an instance and, and the heavens and the earth were created. This is, this is the God we serve. We are a child of, of God. We are a child of this God. Um, so we thank God for, for who he is today and really if we are to be ambassadors, his voice must be present in our lives. Uh, we must be possessed by a power far greater than human oratory or persuasive personality. The Spirit of God is our strength and glory. Without the divine equipment, uh, the, f the fullness of the Holy Spirit, we can, say so much, uh, we can say so much words without the Spirit, but they're just going to be words. They could be words of instruction. They can be words of guidance. They could be words of uh, orthodox. They could be words, but they'll just be words at the end. They'll be powerless. Without his spirit, there is no power. This is why we need to be close to our Father. So in, uh, in Zechariah 4, 6, it says this here, but by my spirit, okay, uh, not by might nor by power, but my, by my spirit, says the Lord. It is the spirit that brings life. It is the spirit that will empower us to be the ambassadors we have all been called to be. So always remember that you are an ambassador of Christ, wherever you may go. If you have forgotten that today, all you got to do is just go back to it, run back to him. You know, um, the truth is 
uh, first and foremost, we are children of God. We were made on purpose for a purpose. There's a plan and purpose for your life today. I don't know what it is, but God knows what it is. And if you do not know what your calling is or your plan is, what is God showing you right now? What has God revealed for you to do at this very moment? It could be a little thing. It could be a big thing. Uh, but deep down inside, we know, uh, we know what the next step is because most, there's sometimes I'll ask myself that question, and I already know the answer. I know what I need to do. I need to obey what God has shown me. And simply, God has his revealed will in the Bible. Everything's there. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and heart, and strength. You know, and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, feed the poor. All these things are in the Bible. You just look at the Gospels and you'll see what Jesus did. And all we need to do is walk as Jesus did. All right? Choose Christ today. Um, that's really what I wanted to end off with today. Um, yeah, just remember that you are his representative. We're not here for ourselves. We're not here um, for any other purpose but his. He created us for himself, right? And we will forever be restless until our hearts rest in him. So I implore you today that uh, to rest in, in him because that's where you'll you'll find yourself, you'll find your identity, your true identity, and that is of a child of God. So I just want to end off in a prayer, and then we'll get the, uh, the worship team to come up. Heavenly Father, God, I just want to thank you for this day, Lord Jesus, and I want to thank you for all those who are here, and I pray, God, that you would uh, just develop inside of us, each and every one of us, God, a deeper de desire to get to know you, Lord God. Through you, God, we have freedom. Through you, we have the confidence, the strength to carry on, Lord Jesus. Without you, we are nothing, Lord, and I pray, God, that you would uh, empower us by your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, and give us eyes to see and ears to listen, God, to your word. Help us to be obedient to where you have told, uh, called us to be, Lord God, wherever it may be. There's a plan and there's a purpose for each and every one of us, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that you'd reveal it to us, Lord God. And again, help us to be obedient to that word. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.